podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 72. The championship is back. This show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Periscope and Twitter, which you can check out now. The audio version will be available on your favourite radio and podcast app at uh, probably tomorrow morning. So check that out. And of course, Ace Podcast Nation, your home to many other great shows top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Details to all are in the description below. You can follow the Andy Campbell shows on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at AC Footy Show. Just under Mr. Campbell's face but there, you can see. And uh, yeah, so just as we wait for the chat to fill up on the various platforms, uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports and Martin Spate for all their support with the, the two shows means a lot. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media page or their brand new website. The links are in the description as well as the closing credits at the end of the show. And uh, as well as that, we have the sponsors of today's show, Bespoke Financial, and uh, here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick. Then we'd get enough money to take care of us, and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye, and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
yeah, big thanks to uh, Bespoke Financial for all their support and their sponsorship. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. You can find details on their social media pages and more information in the description below as well as dotted around our social media pages at uh, various points. So the Skybet Championship is back. So we're ready for the next 55 minutes plus Fergie time of non-stop championship talk. And we'll fit in as much as we physically can. And it's been a particularly quiet week in the Skybet Championship. And uh, joining me to discuss a very dull week is none other than the Speed Demon, the Gold Collector, Cardiff City and Middlesbrough legend, Mr Andrew Campbell. Welcome, buddy. Can't hear you. You're muted. There we go. Oh. oh. There. Go on. There we go. Sorted. Um, how are we doing? Um, All right, buddy. I'm, do you know what? I, I, I'm I, I, 31 days or something since the playoff final, and to be honest, it's gone really fast. I'm um, uh, I'm a little bit nervous about um, the potentials of what could happen. Um, I think it could be a. Um, it could be a nervous season. I remember I was thinking about this time last year, side when I was uh, going into the season with a with a with a, a load of optimism that Cardiff had just got relegated from the Premier League and Neil Warnock was going to take us back up and Jonathan Woodgate was a new Middlesbrough manager and um, he was going to give us all this new brand of football. And I look at things what are going to happen this weekend is Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough manager and Neil Harris is going to take Cardiff City up to the Premier League. So it's listen. I'm a I'm a opti- I'm an optimist optimist at the same time as being excited, but I think it's going to be a it's going to be a long season because there's some excellent football teams in this division this year. It's going to be a um, it's going to be so entertaining, I believe, this year. Yes, I think so. I was I re- I rewatched some of our pre- preview show from last year, uh, yesterday or the day before, just to see how we did on our predictions. Um, was it that bad? Yeah, the less we say about it, the better. I think we both had Stoke up there, and uh, although we both said Fulham would do quite well, so, yeah, Fulham, I think I think some teams you could. And we both said Leeds. Yeah. So I, on that side, the rele- yeah. relegation, we didn't get any. Yeah, I, I don't think it helped with uh, Preston. I think Preston with a uh, with a team who yeah, absolutely they, they killed us no because they, they ruined everybody. To be fair, but there's always a team, isn't there, who um, who's strong and. Yeah. Uh, who takes over? Who comes out? Comes as a surprise, and I, don't uh, think I wonder who's going to be this year. This year, though, mate, I don't think there's one team like last year. I thought Leeds stood out. I thought mm. on paper Stoke stood out. Yeah, um, West Brom maybe, but that this year I don't think there's one team where I look at their squad and I think, yeah, they're that's the one. They're the ones who are going to go smashing it up. Yeah. Brentford, you just don't know, and we'll, we'll get into the the one by one. But what I want to do first, just before we go into any other business, mate. Uh, it's first welcome to everyone in the live chat. I'll, I'll put some screenshots up now. Uh, is because there's a game kicking off in just a half hour, just so we, in case we kind of don't get there to the predictions by quarter two. Watford versus Middlesbrough. What's your prediction? Oh, well, early, an early, an early grenade um, on the show there. Um, oh, my my heart, my heart, and my head are saying. Um, Probably similar things to be honest. I'm probably lying here. Um, I'd love Middlesbrough to win, Carter. Would I'd love them to get off to a good start. Um, I listened to um, Watford have got 11 players missing, but I seen the squad on paper the other day, and they've got about 47 players who could walk into any team in the Championship. So I don't see 11 players missing as a as a problem. I think it'll probably make the manager's decision easy with with picking a picking a, a team um, moving forward today. And Middlesbrough have got a small squad. Um, I'm probably digging a hole for myself here, but I, listen, 
I th- it's going to be a big ask, and um, I do believe that what the Watford will win tonight. Okay, so Watford's your prediction. I'm going to go for Middlesbrough. I think uh, Watford on the back of getting relegated um, and everything that's gone on. Maybe, just maybe, with Neil Warnock's Barney Army, they might just uh, they might just pull it off. So I'm going to go for a Middlesbrough cracking start to the season. Mm. Um, I thought, I thought, who's that? Yeah. Uh, Kieran J. Campbell. Kieran, yeah. I used to play with Kieran um, when I played for Stokes when I was still running around with the young guns and um, Kieran's a huge Middlesbrough fan. Uh, top lad. Um, I hope you're right, Kieran, to be honest. I hope I hope my prediction's wrong and I hope uh, I hope Sai gets a good start. And uh, um, To be honest, I'll, I'll take the same result as they got last time against um, first game of the season on a Friday night against Luton Town. 3 all. That, I'll take that if someone give me it, give me it right now. Couple of predictions there. Rye mm. goes two one Borough. Richie two 0 Watford. Uh, who else do we have? It was James two one Watford. Yeah. I think so. I think that. I think what we've got. I think what we've got in the um in the in the in the championship like every season. But I think this season more than most is is it's going to be so unpredictable that you know what I mean that that, that the expectation is probably Watford to win. Middlesbrough could turn them over because they've got a decent decent they've got some decent players still and they've got a good manager. But at the same time, Watford, Watford could win the game on, on any given night, so on any given day. So it's going to be it's going to be enthralling this season in, in, in every single championship game. Oh yes. So, uh, any other business to start, mate? Obviously, we tried to keep these championship based on a Friday. Um, seems like there's only one place to start, mate. Biggest story of yeah. the week: uh, Leeds were fined for on-pitch promotion celebrations uh, after winning, finally winning the league. And their promotion to the Premier League, the EFL, still. Ah, uh, listen, we've got um, we've got an organisation who, who who doesn't know their elbow from the backside at the minute. Who's 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 making a big thing of something for a football club, by the way, who's had who's had limited success in so many years. And yes, I know we're going through a pandemic and we're going through certain things, but these players are tested every single day of their lives at the minute. So surely they're allowed to. Um, they have contact in the game, so with with opposition from players that they don't know. So the players that they know and trust and live within each other's bubbles, um, surely they're allowed to uh, to do that. And I don't see it as a, I don't honestly I don't see it as a problem because it's a it's a trust exercise and it's the same as um, Joe Bloggs going to work on a daily basis and trusting the people inside his bubble in an office or as in school or in a hospital. You've got just got to use your common sense and uh, and if you're not comfortable in doing it, say. And giving people close contact, then you don't do it. But every yeah. single one of those players who, who, who had close contact, and that's with the teammates, with the families after the game, then they were all happy to do that. And all the families who turned up, by the way, had the celebrations with the team and with each other, they weren't that bothered either. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's about common sense. Every single person who had any contact with anyone during this time where they were fined, they literally had contact anyway. Yeah. So. What yeah. they did had zero impact on anything, and, mm. and it just feels like a bit of a power trip from the EFL. Um, yeah. I don't know, I just... Listen, say I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wanting to cause trouble. I seen uh, a video which was posted on social media from uh, the Liverpool players. Once they won the league, they had a um, a party in a hotel. There was dancing going on. There was close contact going on. There was a room full of people, and this was during lockdown. So, what's the difference? There's no difference whatsoever, but because Liverpool are the champ in the champ in the sorry in the Premier League and they're in the Champions League and they're a bigger club, I don't get I don't I don't I don't I don't see it as a see it as an issue. And to be fair, Leeds have won the league. Um, they're getting uh, they're getting the the Premier League money. Um, it won't 
the one batting island. Just go and enjoy the, the first game of the season at Anfield this weekend and, and just wave goodbye to the EF, EFL and hope you never have to go yeah. back into it. <laughs> That's it, mate. I mean, like Rice just said there, Leeds ain't championship, but the fine is related to a championship incident. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I a bit tongue in cheek when I said the biggest story of the week was Leeds getting fined. Uh, obviously, the biggest story of the week was Cardiff City sacked Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Um, the fact that he was sacked, nobody knows why. Um, it was done very abruptly a couple of days before the season, which I think tells you is probably something serious. However, nobody knows the reasons why. Nobody knows what's gone on. No one's talking. I know because I've asked. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to. I'm certainly not going to speculate here. Uh, one, don't want to get sued. Two, uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang still a human being, um, and it'll come out when it comes out. Um, what I would like to talk about is the impact that it's going to have on Cardiff City as a team and a club, and also the clubs around them. You know, Cardiff City got a fixture tomorrow. Uh, does it give their opponents a bit of an advantage, disadvantage? What do you think, mate? Were you sh- well, first of all, were you shocked when you uh, when you saw that news no, come out? No, of course. Uh, listen, I think it always comes as a shock because um, every footballer at a football club is an asset. Uh, and now he becomes an asset for somebody else, potentially. You know what I mean? If he's allowed to play football, because nobody knows the reason, by the way, um, he could walk into any other team in the Championship. So, because he, he is a good footballer. Um, so, you know what I mean? This minute of time, without any, any evidence that he can't play football and he's not allowed to play football, you know what I mean? That I'm, I'm sure clubs would be circling. Because yeah. you said there he's a human being. He's a footballer. You know what I mean? If he can play football, I'm sure he will. Um, if, if, the, if, the, if the reasons come out, then obviously that's another story itself. But at the minute... Uh, the impact it's going to have in Cardiff will be huge because he was a he was an impact player at Cardiff. He was a winger, which they rely on. By the way, they rely the on winger, they rely on the wingers. They rely on the number ten in Tomlin, and they rely on balls in the box now for Keeper Moore. So, will it have a will it have, a, have an impact? Of course it will. Will it have a bigger impact because it's happened a couple of days before the start of the start of the season? I believe so. Yes, because you've got players um, who, are, who will probably be a little bit confused and a little bit involved and embroiled in it. Um, you haven't got the fans who can get behind the players anymore, who can who can get them going for a game because of because of what's going on. So, uh, but at the same time, though, we can't use it as an excuse. So, no team, no. Uh, especially Cardiff City, they can't get off to a bad start and blame uh, a player who's not playing because it's going to give someone else an opportunity to play. If that's Gavin White, um, if that's Josh Murphy, if that is any Josh Junior Hoyler, whoever it may be, has probably got a very lucky break and is going to get more football this season um, than they probably bargained for two or three days ago. So it might be a blessing in disguise if, you know, I'm a big Gavin White fan. If it's Gavin who gets gets a, gets an opportunity to play more games, then, then so be it because he's electric when he's when he's on his game. Yeah, kind of lack of pace, um, which, might be, yeah. which I'll get into in a bit. But, um, you know, the other thing, the other side of it is obviously he's a father. He's um, a father of a young child and, you know, there's all different issues to it. I didn't, I don't like the, um, the speculation going on on social media. I just feel like, yeah, everyone wants to know why. But let's just wait and see. Um, surely people would have learned, you know, look at Harry Maguire from a couple of weeks ago. Everyone jumped yeah. to conclusions and then stuff started coming out. And it was like, maybe it wasn't as clear cut as perhaps what people thought. And then it's just like... Listen, Si, if, some, if, if, if someone's done something wrong and it all comes out, then they're going to get absolutely persecuted. They're going to get hammered. Social media or no social media, they're going to get absolutely hammered. And it'll be so hard for them to uh, to come back from... From from this to play football again, or in in 
in in society, you know. So you know what I mean. Let's just see what happens and and hope that um, I don't know. The, 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 well, the truth comes out, so people have a have an idea, but at the same time that um, people can get on with their lives as well. So Craig says that if he's allowed, if, uh, if he's allowed to play, we wouldn't uh, we would have shipped him on. Uh, him and Etheridge go and uh, think it's less impact as he hasn't been training, so not part of the plans for this game uh, on the weekend. Um, I mean, the other option, the other aspect to it is, uh, look, you probably would have got before this week. You would, if you had said Nathaniel Man- Mendes Lang's on the on the market, m- some club would have paid two to three million for him. Mm. So for Cardiff to sack him. Yeah, especially especially the way the clubs clubs go inside. You know, I mean, the amount of money that they need um, money, mate. We know that from when Memet Dalton called oh, the show. Memet came. We're losing what was it? Three million a week. Three million pound a month. Uh, a month, sorry. Yeah, so that would have paid for a month's wages, which they lost. So, you know, I mean, no football club can afford to, to lose an asset for free and turn mm-hmm. free money down. It's it's a, it's not a business decision, and and Memet's a businessman, so he's not stupid. Indeed, mate. Indeed, I think. Um... If as long as the players can get their heads on straight and you know get their head around it, then I'm I'm sure it won't have too much of an effect. But I'm sure behind closed doors, Neil Harris is also disappointed to lose. Mm. You know, they kind of have got three or four had three or four decent wingers and they've yeah. signed one. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't have wanted to lose Mendes Lang out of the four. But there we go. Um, so what we're going to do, obviously, because we tried to keep the show to an hour and we're 20 minutes in already. Uh, me and Andy are going to pick five teams from the championship and we're going to do a little preview. We're going to take it in turns and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Andy, you're going to go first, mate. What have you got? Uh, I'm going to start with Nottingham Forest. Um, and the reason behind I've picked Forest is, is, is they've signed a lot of players and a lot of um, interesting uh, players as well. They haven't spent any money, um, which, is, which is very interesting because they brought in £14 million from Mighty Cash. Um, he'll be a he'll be a, a miss, I believe, but he's obviously going to the Premier League, which is a, an unbelievable move for him. But they brought in Jack Colback from Newcastle, Tyler Blackett from Reading, um, Lyle Taylor, obviously from Charlton, which is obviously the biggest transfer I think in the Championship uh, this this summer um, of, of of pre-season. Um, and they've brought in um, Guerrero from Olympiacos. Obviously, the uh, the owners are Greek, um, and the managers obviously got, got good links over there. So. Listen, Nottingham Forest could be a reckoning this year, and I think they could be really strong. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of pressure um, on the callbacks, the Blackets, uh, the Lyle Taylors, um, because of the way that Nottingham Forest play. You know, if, if the plan is to play Lewis Grabbin and, and Lyle Taylor up front, they're going to take some stopping. They're going to score a lot of goals. They're going to cause defenders a lot of problems, and, um, and Nottingham Forest should score uh, a lot of goals this season. It should be really good to watch. So, really interested to see how they go. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Jack Colback is a great signing for them. I've got to say he's good at Newcastle. Have um, you know what I mean? It's just the way he plays. He's neat and tidy, left foot. He's got good balance. He uh, his, his range of passing is very good, um, and he's not playing regular. So he, he needs to invent himself at a, a level and the championship and the top end of the championship. By the way, is a, is probably the best uh, the best level for him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the first team I've picked kind of goes on from what we were just discussing on any any other business, Cardiff City. Um, so I've made it, I was not shy in coming forward when I said I was slightly disappointed with the fact that Cardiff City have signed Kiefer Moore. I didn't think he was the correct or the type of player that Cardiff needed. I felt Cardiff needed pace uh, badly. Uh, hopefully the two young lads they've signed from uh, Arsenal and Liverpool, respectively, will add that. Uh, so you've got—I'm never going to be able to pronounce these names wrong. You've got uh, Ojo from Liverpool, 
who I think is a winger. It mm. might be wrong. Mm. And then you've winger stroke fullback, isn't he? Yeah. And then and then you've got the Oisi Tutu uh, from Arsenal on loan, who's a fullback. He's mm. very very highly rated. Uh, he's supposed to be kind of like the next big thing for Arsenal. In that they've got really high, real high hopes for him. So I hope that when he you know he gets a chance to show that. Because Cardiff do have a habit of signing young loan players and then not playing them. Mm. Um, so I hope that they do that. Uh, and then obviously with Kiefer Moore, I think if you give him service, he'll score maybe. Um, my, my concern is, look, we haven't got Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale and Ryan Giggs. Uh, Ryan Giggs. Uh, you know, the likes of the players, my mind just went completely bang. Daniel James and you know all these players mm. which Wales have got going forward provided him with service and he's done exceptionally well for Wales, especially his hold-up play and, and stuff. But Cardiff don't have that pace to run beyond him when he holds the ball on really, ball up, really. I know uh, White can have pace, but he's been quite inconsistent for Cardiff. Mm. Um, Tomlin is vital. Got to keep him fit. Got to keep him fit. I'm hoping, Si. I'm, well, I know it won't happen, but I, I would love to see uh, the two big fellas up front. I'd love to see um, Gratzel and... Mate, Gretzel and Moore up front together. Mm. I totally agree. I'd love to see them both up front in a in a in, in sort of a Dynamic, maybe it's a four four maybe it's a four four two or, or mm-hmm. one behind mm-hmm. one behind the two or four three three and and and, and the two behind and, and the, the, or, or maybe it's wing backs three centre halves and and just just be hard to beat but but good going forward. I just think they've lost some good players in my opinion. They've lost uh, some attacking players. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how those kind of players are replaced because the season's on top of us. Cardiff has spent two million pounds, um, and to be honest, the way that um, the chairman member was talking um, on the show, uh, I was surprised. I was I was, I was surprised that they spent two million pounds. So you know, yeah, what I mean, I don't think they've done really well. Yeah, they've done really well to get him in. I got to say, mate. Um, yeah, they have done well to get him in. Um, I was very disappointed to read this week that Jared Bowen came very close to signing for Cardiff City. Um, and that came from Jared Bowen. You know, I'm real disappointed that we didn't sign him. I obviously raved about him all season last year before he moved to West Ham. Um, he is he would have been absolutely perfect for Cardiff City and what they need uh, need now, what they needed last year. Because I said similar thing last year. Cardiff City lack pace. Cardiff City. I don't see where the goals are going to come from with Cardiff. That's yeah. my biggest worry. Um, and I still feel like that because Kiefer Moore is not. Uh, being a goal machine for for Wigan. However, you know I'll get behind him. I hope he does really well, especially you know as a Welshman, I want him to do well. Um, but he's he's not prolific, or at least hasn't been recently. Mm. Um, well, Michael Michael Williams in the um, in the group in the in the chat there has just asked uh, my opinion on uh, Callum Patterson. Um, I I think I think Callum gets um, doesn't get the praise he deserves in terms yeah, of uh, because he hasn't got because he hasn't got a set position. If he was a set set position, he could form a partnership. He could um, he could he could pencil his position in first name on the team sheet. But because he's played full back, he's played midfield, he's played out wide, he's played centre forward. For me, he's not a centre forward. Um, I would love to see him pencil a position down if that's. As a fullback and bombing on, if that's as a midfielder driving on and being aggressive and winning battles, um, I just think he needs he needs to um, invent himself in a, in a position that he's comfortable with, so he can he can play week in week out instead of being um, a, a little bit of a journeyman in terms of uh, just playing here, then, everywhere in different positions and not really being a uh, the first name on the team sheet because he's he's got so much ability. He came to Cardiff injured, 
um, with his knee, uh, with a really serious knee injury. He got himself in really good shape. He got himself playing really well. He got, 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 got the team promoted. Had a really good season in the Premier League. He had a decent season last season. Played more games than I imagined. Playing up front, got a few goals. Yeah. But um, with him bringing a new centre forward in, his chances up there are going to be limited. So he, he needs to he needs to play. What? If he's not going to play, he's going to leave. It's that what simple. What I do like, well, he was being linked with a move today, actually, um, mm. up to Scotland, I think it was. Um, one thing I love about Callum Patterson when he plays for us is he presses from the front and mm. he forces the rest of the team to press from the front. And we look a bit more urgent with him up front. Whereas maybe with Glatzel, we don't as much. Uh, interesting question then to finish off with uh, Cardiff. Michael Williams again there. He says, uh, do you think Josh Murphy could shunt, it, could shunt this season? I can see this being his year. Um, so I obviously was a big proponent of giving him a run of games at the end of the season because um, I think he's a confidence player who needs to play. He needs like two, three, four games in a row, regardless of how he plays, to get a bit of a bit of steam. Um, and lo and behold, they gave him a few games towards the end of the season in a row, and he did all right. He scored a couple of goals. Not saying that I know everything, but I was right again. I, I think you can only say you can only judge somebody on how they how they play. And yeah, towards the end of the season, he was Cardiff City standout player because he was playing. Um, so for me, if he plays, he's, he's got a better chance to play well than if he sat on his backside. So for me. Cardiff need the wingers. He's going to get more opportunities now. They've lost a good winger, so you know what I mean. It's a, it's a, but it's a big season. He's got to perform. Yeah, Richie says keep him more for the, uh, for the Ballon d'Or, and he also says give him a chance. So because Richie said that, I'm not going to give him a chance, and I'm going to mm. bad mouth him every week. No, I um, you know, I hundred percent will give him a chance. I will get behind him and I will support him. Um, but I said when we were first linked with him, I was disappointed. Um, I felt that there was a different type of player that Cardiff should have been looking for. Uh, Andy, who's you got next? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Wickham Wanderers. Obviously, they got promoted in the playoff final against Oxford United. They beat them two um, one. Uh, obviously, we had Joe Jacobson on the show. Um, I'm good friends with uh, with Gareth Ainsworth, who's an ex Cardiff City player, um, who's the current Wickham Wanderers manager. Um, they brought in some interesting players. They haven't spent any money uh, or a lot of money. Um, and it'll be a really interesting season for them. You know that that they're obviously going to be punching above the weight this season. It's going to be a really tough season for them. Um, but they've brought in David Stockdale, a bit of experience in goal. Um, they've got Jason McCarthy, who was at Millwall last year. They bought in Giles Phillips, who was at QPR, and they bought in a centre forward from the SPL, um, Ikpazu. Um, I think it's pronounced. Apologies if that's wrong. But um, I watched him a couple of games against Salican Rangers, and he caused problems. He's physical. He's quick. He's got. He's got good energy, so um, I think it's something that's, that, that, that is a game-changer in the Championship, is scoring goals, and, and when you do get the chances, you've got to put them in the net, and I think that's where, they're, where they're, the Barnes of this, of this world last year, they've let themselves down, and, and luckily enough, they ended up staying up, but they've let themselves down by not scoring enough goals, so I'm sure Gareth's looked at um, the positions that he needs to strengthen, and hopefully they get up to a good start, because it's, be it's going to be a long season for everybody, but it's going to be a long season for those sides who get up to a bad start. Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd like to think they'll make a. They, they should be confident coming in. You know, the teams who finished, who've gone up, promote, got up, promoted. They always look quite confident at the start of the season. If they can get an early couple of goals in the season, I think that also uh, creates a bit of confidence. It's those teams who struggle to find the net for the first few games who've come yeah. up. They tend to be the ones who struggle a little bit. Um, but the way Wickham Wanderers play football, I'm looking very much looking forward to to them play, you know, to watching them play. And of course, I don't think they could have asked for a, a better game to start the season in playing a fellow 
uh, team coming up. So yeah. that'll be uh, you know interesting, mate. Um, okay, so then my next team I've gone to uh, to have a look at is Derby County. Uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County, should we say, or will it be by Christmas? Will he be the manager? We said that last year. Um, look, uh, I think they've been quite shrewd in the transfer market without being. Uh, they haven't spent any money. They haven't really signed anyone, to my knowledge. Um, I'll double check that though. Um, oh, they signed Malone, didn't they, and Bennett? Uh, so, ignore me. I was looking at the wrong page. Yeah. Signed David David Marshall. David Marshall from Wigan. Good signing that is, mm. by the way. Uh, what a great signing that is, David Marshall. You know, getting on getting on a bit, but still on his day, one of the best championship keepers around. Mm. Um, my concern with Derby, though, best championship keepers of all time, actually. My concern with Derby is the amount of players they've, they've lost or, or let go. You know yeah. what I mean? Tom Huddleston, Chris Martin. Players, didn't they? Um, and they've sold two players to uh, Sheffield United as well for big money. So, um, Jaden Bogle and Max Law. So, it's yeah. going to be how, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how, they, how they do perform. I think they rely so much on Rooney uh, creatively um, that I think that became apparent towards the end of the season when because they had a big run, didn't they, after Christmas when yeah. Rooney came in. And then as he started to tire, the team looked less effective. Like Rooney did very little against Cardiff. He just looked absolutely shattered. Yeah. Um, I think Scott Malone could be a decent signing for them. Uh, season long, long. And I also like, I do like Mason Bennett. Mason Bennett, he scored a couple of goals from on loan. Uh, last, uh, scored two goals in nine games on loan last year. So, you know, could be good. Um, on paper, I still think, I don't think their squad is strong enough to really push for those playoffs yet. Last year, they had a few derby players. Um, they needed, um, and like Craig just said in the chat, they, they needed to cut back, and they did need to cut back. They had yeah. some lone players, and they had a huge squad. Um, but, like Bristol City as well, by the way. Um, but I think with Derby, is they've they've cut back, but they I, they needed to strengthen. They needed yeah. to bring in genuine quality championship players. It's hard though, Sai. It's hard. It's hard with the climate, and they've got no money. And teams, yeah. teams, teams are relying on free transfers and out of contract Dad, players. Got and... No money, mate. What hope have the rest have got? Do you know what I mean? One of the biggest mm. clubs in the championship. Yeah, but the, but there's no attendances. Um, yeah. Wayne Rooney's obviously taken a, a, up a huge chunk of resources, so it's it's a it's a difficult one. Difficult. I'm one. sure Derby fans will be very happy they signed George Evans to a, a new deal. Very very good uh, good footballer. Uh, yeah, we'll get into our predictions uh, overall at the end. Like, like they needed genuine quality, and Scott Malone is, you know, I think decent player on his day, but he's kind of like a Championship League One journeyman. Yeah, not really what they needed for me. Anyway, uh, who you got next, mate? Um, I look at Brentford um, because obviously they were for me they were the, they were the standout team of the season. They were so unlucky um, that the they probably pulled the worst performance out of the season in the playoff final against um, against Fulham. I thought they were awful. Their bang average didn't didn't bring anything to the table, um, and I'm so disappointed for them because I really wanted to see some of their players in the Premier League. Ben Rama still there, which is which is fantastic for them. Um, obviously, they sold uh, Ollie Watkins to Aston Villa for just under 28 million, which is unbelievable money. You can't turn things like that down. Um, they've reinvested in Ivan Tony from Peterborough United, which is a very good signing, by the way. I've seen a lot of Ivan. Uh, yeah, so they obviously the, the transfer policy at Brentford is very good, by the way. So you know, I mean, they know their players. They brought in Charlie Good as well. I watched um, 
Brentford against Wickham uh, in the EFL Cup last weekend and uh, Charlie Good played centre-half and I thought he was excellent. I thought he was very accomplished on the ball and a, and a kind of player and a kind of way that, that Brentford play. Uh, you know what I mean? Wanting the ball off the goalkeeper, playing out from the back, loads of little, loads of little passes and um, I think it'll be a good season for them again. Yes, they'll miss Ollie Watkins, they'll miss him out of goals but if Ivan, Ivan Tony can score goals, you know what I mean? They'll have an opportunity because Ben Rahm will be strong. They've still got the midfielders who can bomb on and, and create chances and win battles. You know, I mean, the way they play um, is excellent. So, you know, what I mean, I'm still expecting a, a good and strong season because, apart from um, a few loan players leaving and um, a couple of players being released, you know, what I mean, Ollie Watkins is obviously the, the standout player from the Championship. Really moving on. Yeah, I think it's absolutely vital that obviously with this extended transfer window that Ben Ra they do not sell Ben Rama. You'd like to think now they got 28 million for Watkins. That takes the pressure off from selling Ben Rama. I think yeah. it's vital they hold on to him because, mm. you know, with Tony, like, potentially looks great signing, really shrewd, yeah. but you can't lump all, can't put all the pressure on him to no. be the one. No, um, and, and also they've got new ground as well, so it'll be interesting oh, how yeah, the players respond to a new ground. The new ground looked apart. Um, obviously, there's no fans there, which is disappointing. So it would have been nice to see uh, bums on seats and have a little bit of atmosphere there, but, you know, I mean, the players have obviously. Uh, the, the players are used to used to playing with no crowds now, so it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be nice to see how the new Brentford compared to the old Brentford. Yeah, and the other thing is with that twenty eight million, they maybe they will look to bring someone in, for a Premier League youngster or some you know someone. Uh, yeah. They got money to spend is basically what I'm saying. It's just yeah. whether they will spend it with that new stadium. How much of that twenty eight million will be sucked up by the you know by the debt or the things for that yeah. uh, so my next team is uh, a team who I we both did but I particularly uh, really predicted would have a good season last year they did not and that's Stoke City now I feel like I've broken record I almost sound like I did last year but I'm going to go into a bit more detail than I did last year Stoke City on paper their squad is unbelievable for a championship side it's even, bet even, it's even better now Si goalkeepers Jack Butland, Adam Davis, Adam Federici, and then they've got a youngster. But those well, well, Federici's left now, so Federici got he has left. He's left. Because when yeah. I, I look, I saw he was linked, but I couldn't see he's left, find yeah. anything that said definitely he's left. But okay, mm -hmm. so like I, because like those three keepers on their own potentially could be championship players. Um, then you've got Morgan Fox, James Chester, uh, Tommy Smith, uh, Martin's Indy, Shawcross. Nathan Collins, Thomas Edwards, Joe Allen, James McLean, uh, Jordan Cousins, Jordan Thompson, Adam Porter, Tom Ince, Nick Powell. Nick Powell had a good season last year, by the way. Uh, then you've got Lee Gregory, uh, Dioff, uh, Tyrese Campbell, Stephen Fletcher. I think Stephen Fletcher left. Um, now Stephen Fletcher's just signed. He's just signed from Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I get confused with the teams next. Can't keep up. Right. And I think this is the thing for me. You know, I thought they were strong last year, Si, and um, I think they've invested and brought in some very good players. You just mentioned there, you mentioned Morgan Fox, Morgan Fox from Sheffield Wednesday, James Chester, Sam from Villa, um, Stephen Fletcher. I, I was a big fan of his at Sheffield Wednesday. I can't believe they've let him go. John Obi McKellar signed as well, um, ex-Chelsea player. Yeah, and they've signed Jacob Brown from, from Barnsley, who had an excellent season wow. last season. So they, they this Mikel season, by the way, will be strong. Allen, mate, at the centre of that midfield in the Championship. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be strong this year. They're going to be stronger. They're going to be stronger on paper this year than they were last. And they have they haven't invested and and backed the manager this year. Yeah, backed there's him. no excuses there. With the likes yeah. of Tom Ince, Nick Powell, uh, Jordan Cousins, James McLean, 
with your and you've got Sam Clucas, Joe Allen and uh Mikel as your three. That is frightening mm. stuff yeah. for the championship. It really is. Um I wanna see more from Tom Ince though this year because from a purely talent point of view, he is a Premier League player. Ah, he underachieved. He, he massively underachieved think, because but, uh, it, but there's too much pressure on him as well and when you're playing badly there's more pressure on you to, to drag teams by the by the scruff of the neck, and he he, he doesn't have the, he didn't have it in him last year. Has he has he underachieved generally though, mate? Over the years, like I don't know. Did he, uh, where did he overachieve? I wouldn't say overachieved, but I think he did well at Derby. I think he, uh, you know, I mean Blackpool. I think he, I, th- I think he's had good spells in his career, but there's always spells where you find where you find things tough. And um, but then this season could be a season at Stoke City, and uh, let's see. Statement. Let's see. Can't see Stoke finishing top half, Matthew. There, Oof, that's a statement and a half. It says we'll save that one. Yeah, I'm going to save that one. Uh, Craig says if Stoke starts slow like those, the man, just the manager will be under pressure straight away. And I think that's what happened to them. Wasn't it? Nathan Jones ended up yeah. under pressure. Did Nathan Jones start the season last year? Uh, manager, or did he come in early doors? Yeah, they had that many. And, and, and I think this is the thing, so they're not scared now to sack managers, by the way. So if anyone doesn't yeah. perform, they'll get rid of him straight away. They're not scared anymore to sack a manager. No. Uh, who's your next team, mate? Um, I've gone for Norwich City. Um, and for me, Norwich have um, they've spent um, some decent money. They brought in um, some good money. They sold, obviously, Jamal Lewis to, to Newcastle. So he'll be a big miss from the, from the Premier League. But they brought in Ben Gibson on loan from... Uh, Burnley, they've signed Jordan Hugill from West Ham, but he had a very good season last season at, at QPR, creating chances, scoring goals for himself. Um, they brought in a, a, a lad from Poland for £2.7 million. Um, Mwamba signed from Sunderland. Jacob Sorensen from uh, Esborg. Um, a few other foreign players, but it's it's about gelling players together. You know what I mean? I know they've been away and they've had some good results in pre-season. Jordan Hugel's been scoring a few goals. The Premier League team, the nucleus of the Premier League team is, is, is more or less stuck together, which is uh, which is great um, for them. Um, and teams who come down normally are strong, even if it's around the top six, top top eight. You know what I mean? So I can't see them not being in and around there. That the, the manager is, is being given time and an opportunity to put him back to the Premier League, which, I, which I'm a firm believer that, that that was the right decision, by the way. I think it was a great decision to give him, a, uh, give him more time because he didn't, under, he didn't underachieve last year in the Premier League. He just came across and came, came, came against some better sides with better footballers and, and Norwich weren't and weren't and aren't a big, a big team. Uh, mm-hmm. And they probably need that transition of getting promoted, getting relegated and earning a bit of money to then plump it into the side but at the, at the minute um, I think the players they've brought in are experienced championship struck bottom end of the Premier League players so they'll they'll be they'll be up there and be strong this season Yeah and I think sometimes Dar- uh, Derby Norwich have been guilty of not not backing their managers and I think it's important to build on what they already have there because on paper they've got a great squad mm. um, they're a bit unlucky in the Premier League they never really got going um, but that squad is capable of going straight back up. They didn't give themselves back. a chance, side. They didn't give themselves a chance. Manager, mate. They yeah. didn't back him in the, or yeah. they didn't back their managers in the in the Premier League. I didn't think. And no, but they have done now. They've, they've they've given him some decent money and some good funds to, um, you know, I mean Jordan Hugel, three million pounds. That's 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 a lot of money for a Championship player. So um, the pressure is obviously on Jordan. The pressure is obviously on the manager the, 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 and on the chairman. So um, if they have a slow start, then then unfortunately the manager could uh, could go by the wayside. Unfortunately. Indeed. Uh, so next up was uh, a team which really impressed me uh, last year. I was a big fan of watching them, and I thought they fizzled out a little bit towards after the lockdown. 
but pre-lockdown, they were my team for making that late run, uh, and that was Blackburn Rovers. Uh, I was very, very impressed by the way they uh, they played, and like I said last year, um, they they've got some real important players in the centre of the pitch uh, in that midfield area. They they were they they were linked with all sorts of players. Um, they signed the the young lad. Uh, where's he gone? I've forgotten his name. Sorry, mate. You have to bear with me. I've been on mother-in-law duties because right. uh, it's my mother-in-law's birthday today. So happy birthday, Sue! As I desperately scramble to bring up the Blackburn Rovers squad, they've uh, signed one. They've signed a, they've signed a, a lad from Belgium called uh, Thomas Kaczynski. Four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. But for me, the biggest, um, the biggest signing for Blackburn, um, or probably two signings for Blackburn, was keeping um, Lewis Holtby um, yeah, and that's... Bradley Dack at the, the football club because um, Lewis team. Lewis played and scored uh, on Saturday in the EFL Cup. Um, Bradley's obviously coming back from an injury still, which which obviously won't won't be long. But Lewis Holtby potentially is the best player in the championship on his day. You know, he's a he's a huge player to to keep the club and. Uh, and Blackburn could uh, could have a real asset on the hands there. I thought he would go, mate. I I really I just couldn't see him staying in the championship. I was surprised when he signed for a championship side, and I was surprised when after the season he had that he was still there. Um, They've lost a lot of players as well. You know what I mean? Obviously, Danny Graham's gone. You've got Sunderland, Richie Smallwood's gone. Um, gone to whole city, so they've they've lost a, they've lost some quality by the way, not really replaced. You know, so they've, they've, they're lacking numbers a little bit. Yeah. So if they get they've off to a, a small squad, yeah, mate, if they, they really get off are. to a if they get off to a, a bad start with injuries, then then they might struggle. Yeah, and I think one of the things with them as well is when Dak got injured, Holtby really really stepped up into the into the place of uh, Bradley Dak. Now, I think it's risky for any team, Cardiff with Tomlin. Um, any other club relying on one player to do the damage. So if Dak can't stay fit or he gets injured, they cannot be too reliant on Holtby in case he has a bad run or a bad season. It's important that these, you know, they 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 got to back the manager because I think he showed enough last year that if they give him some funds and back him and sign him some players, he's more than capable of making a run for the playoffs with the players they've got plus a couple more. I agree. I, 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 I do. I do. I do believe they'll have a good season, but that all depends on keeping players fit and making sure that the Bradley Dax of this world, the Stewie Downings of this world, the Adam Armstrongs of this world, stay fit and, and are flying because they haven't got a, a massive numbers and, and they won't go and spend a lot of money because it's just not the money in, in, in the championship anymore at the minute with certain they've clubs. Signed, they signed a goalie from the Belgian league. And they've signed uh, a goalie from Blackburn's under twenty threes. They signed a centre back from Blackburn under twenty threes. And they've signed a centre back from Northampton in League Two. Um, to me, that doesn't scream back in the manager. Whilst they've lost Richard Smallwood, Danny Graham, Dominic Samuel, Sam Hart, Jason Lewitt Weiler, Christian Walton, and Toysin Adebayoro, who actually he was on loan from Man City, and I actually thought he was pretty good for him. Um, but they obviously lost a couple of goalies, which is why they sign keepers. But they've got to they back him. The, the window is still open. They have to back the manager and get those players in if they want to truly push. Maybe the, the board is happy to finish top 10, safe of relegation. I think that's risky. Yeah, well, I think it is a risk. Um, but there's just, not, there's just not the finances available at the minute for, for teams to go and spend. And, 
and, and it can be a big risk and, and teams aren't willing to take that risk. Blackburn won't be down the bottom, I don't believe. I think they'll be they'll be mid table, probably top top half of mid table and um will that be progress with Tony Mowbray in the board? That's sometimes that's what, what teams are happy with at the minute. Yeah, I think Tony Mowbray will tell him, you know, he'll tell him what he wants, is whether they back him at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. And who's your final team, need I get, need I ask? Yeah, my final team's Middlesbrough. Obviously, they're kicking off, or they've just kicked off. Um, they've, signed, they've signed three players. Um, they signed Grant Hall from QPR, um, obviously a young player. Um, they've got the goalkeeper in from Fulham on loan, uh, Marcus Bettinelli. Um, and they also signed today, they signed uh, Sam Morsey from Wigan. Um, uh, listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm, from my voice, I obviously sound a little bit frustrated because... Um, I'm used to Middlesbrough um, signing um, some big name players, uh, spending a lot of money, but I know the money's not there, um, and I know I, I'm, I'm just hoping for a for a strong season. It was so much frustration last season for for myself and all the Middlesbrough fans. You know, I look at the players that Middlesbrough have left, Middlesbrough have lost: um, Daniel Ayala, um, Ryan Shotton, George Friend, Adam Clayton. Um, all the players who, who came on loan have all gone back to the parent clubs as well. Sam Stubbs has gone to Fleetwood. Um, it's just going to be a it could be a long season if they don't get off to a good start because fans' frustration, um, you know what I mean, with, 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 with the way that the club is, is being run. Um, obviously, the players that have been brought in. That I look at the goalkeeping situation, side. That uh, For me, Ainsley Pears was excellent last year for long periods. How does he feel, for example, that a goalkeeper's been brought in of an experienced quality? So, Ainsley's not going to play. So, how's he going to feel now being playing second fiddle to somebody else? Or does he want to go out and play... First team football somewhere, you know. What I mean, they can't afford to lose good young players who could be an asset for that football club and, and earn, the, earn the earn the club a few quid. Um, so for me, I'll I'll give everybody an opportunity. I hope Neil does a does a sterling job and, and gets Middlesbrough where they need to be. But um, I think there's some strong teams in the championship this year, and 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 anything above where they were last year for me would be progress. Yeah, I think so. Um, at the end of the day, if they let if they back Warnock, he'll keep him up. I think it's a pretty safe bet and if they really really back him then you never know what he can do but if you kind of just stick with the same nucleus of what they already had uh, I think it could be problematic mm. for, uh, for Borough uh, and find my final one is Birmingham City um, interesting little uh, an interesting club at the moment because I really enjoyed watching them at times last year I thought they had a very young team uh, exciting, obviously massive, massive loss to lose Jude Bellingham. Um, they signed Neil Etheridge from Cardiff, who on his day is about as good a championship keeper as you'll sign. Um, too good to be a number two, but he got ousted by Smithies at Cardiff. Um, they've also signed Adam Clayton. From, uh, did they sign him from Borough or is he a free? Well, he's a free transfer, but I think uh, I think the the um... The Ito character factor with him and George Friend, you know, yeah. he's got himself a good couple of footballers there who know the championship inside and out. Yeah, and they've signed, uh, they've also signed, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Andreas Prieto and Jonathan Lico from yeah. West Brom. Both he had, he had some good, he, yeah. West Brom's uh, Lico is interesting. Yeah, he is. He had, he had he had some good games last season. Um, he, he, so it'd be interesting one why he's left. Is he is he going to play more football, regular football, which I'm all for. I mean, I'm a big advocate for that. And uh, if that's the reason why he has left to go and play more games and go and enjoy the championship and play 40, 50 games a season. Yeah, and then they've also signed um, Ivan Sanchez from Spanish side El Elch. 
well, um, don't know a lot about him, but Sanchez, they're always good, the Sanchez's, aren't they? <laughs> no, I don't, I, yeah, it's, uh, look, living on their day, that that young team has been enjoyable to watch. Um, I think Ito's done well. Yeah, Ito's done well to bring in some experience to help those younger players out. Yes. Because I think last year, I think they were too young. Um, I think that um, in certain games they got um, probably bullied a little bit by some experienced players. Where I think this season, with the with the legs and the energy of the young players, can drag the older players through, and then the older players can help the younger players in a, in big moments in games. So I'm, uh, I think he's he's done some shrewd business. I think Neil Etheridge is a great signing. George Friend. Adam Clayton, um, Leco, he's gone for for me. He's gone spine of spine of teams, and those yeah, spine of teams can Scott can cause Hogan cause problems. Well yeah, Djokovic, uh, yeah. So he's got a good spine of the team down there, at Birmingham. So they could be a, they could have a have another strong season. And let's not forget, they've got the likes of Jefferson Montero, Josh McEachern, uh, Gary Gardner's. Uh, there was one other, but Jack Con- Jack Concanon is uh, mm. quite highly rated as well. So you know. On paper, they look. I think they look steadier than they did on paper last year. If that makes yeah. sense, um, they were very up and down last year. Whereas I think they look a bit more to do, as it were. Um, I was just trying to look to see because uh, Jay, uh, what's the boy who's gone? The youngster just, just said his name a minute ago. Um, the one who's signed for Dortmund, Jude Bellingham. Sorry, yeah. Jude, like, my mind went completely blank. Uh, Jude Bellingham's got a brother as well, haven't he? A younger brother. Who I've, yeah. I've heard is very highly rated. Mm. Um, but I was just looking, he's not on the first team squad list. So he's, I don't know how young he is. Um, but he's not quite there yet. Um, okay, so that's our, uh, our five each. Um, look, you know, we'd love to have gone through team by team by team. But we're very aware there's a Friday night, there's football on. And we don't want to go on for like an hour and a half, two hours, we want to try and keep it short and sweet, um, so we pick five each, but uh, overall predictions, mate, okay, so I'm going to read out a particular position, and you're just going to tell me who you think will finish there and why, so uh, we'll start with the bottom three, mate. Um, the bottom three, I'm going to go for uh, Rotherham United, um, I think they've been quite a yo-yo club in the last um, probably 10 years that they've been up and down, and and they've been in the championship quite a lot, but they've never really sustained uh, and spent enough, spent enough money to, to keep themselves in it. You know, they lose a lot of players, they sell a lot to championship clubs when, when lads do well. So I do fear for um, for teams who come up sometimes. And uh, who else have you got there then? So that you've got Rotherham. Uh, um, I am going to go Reading this year. Uh, Reading, not Reading, Barnsley. I'm going to go Barnsley this year. Um, and uh, they, did, uh, they did well last year, they stayed up. Um, I'm not impressed with the lads, with, with, with the lads who've left and, and, and have gone to other clubs because they they had a huge impact on, on on the reason why they stayed up and why they were successful. Jacob Murphy, for example, um, uh, or Jacob Brown, for example. You know what I mean? That they had a, a really good, uh, really good season, scoring goals, creating chances. Um, but I just think without real top investment, uh, which they haven't done, um, I think it's going to be another struggle for them. And this time, I think they're going to go through the trapdoor. Yeah, they had the great escape, and I think. You're right. The players they've let go had a massive impact, mm. so it's problematic yeah. if you don't yeah. re- re- don't replace them. And who's mm. your third team to go down? Um, I think well, automatically you'd probably think Sheffield Wednesday because he's got minus twelve points. But um, I, I'm I'm tall between Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a, a tough season for Gaz at Wickham. Um, yeah, I've, I've just said there that I hope he does well and he's brought some good players and they give himself an opportunity. 
Um, so I'm going to back him a little bit and uh, put my uh, put my heart on the line with Gaz. So I'm going to say Luton Town. I think um, I think they under, they overachieved last year at times and and like Barnsley got away with it right at the end and um, without real investment and teams. I'm going to go to Kenilworth Road this year and be scared of the atmosphere because there's going to be no fans there. So it's going to be interesting how a team like Luton adapts the second season because it's always harder the second season around. So I'm going to go Luton Town. Yeah. So uh, my first team for relegation, I'm going to go with Huddersfield. I felt they were very lucky to stay up last year. They made some shocking decisions at shocking times. Uh, but ultimately, the Cowley brothers got them out of it and then got dumped on the wayside for it. Um, which was a very strange decision, but I think that it'll be too much this year for them um, because they seem to hot shot their managers. Uh, yeah. Second from bottom, I'm going to go with Rotherham. And I just think, like you said, they're a bit of a yo-yo and I just think they're probably not going to have enough out of the teams coming up. I just don't think they're going to have enough to stay up. And lastly, finishing bottom of the league on zero points, I think it will be Swansea City. No, um, I think uh, the third team, um, I'm torn between Coventry and Barnsley or Birmingham. I'm not 100% sure. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Coventry. Um, but I would like Coventry to stay up. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Coventry. So, uh, Okay, uh, who do you think is going to finish second in the league? Uh, I think things are going to finish second. I think uh, Nottingham Forest will go second. I think they'll go for automatic promotion this season. And I think with the with the firepower that they've got this season, I, I expect them to have a good season. So I'm going Nottingham Forest for second place. Uh, for second place, I believe will be. I think. Yeah, so I think second is probably going to be... It's going to be a lot closer this year, as I said earlier. I don't see one team running away with it. Um, I'm going to go for second. I'm going to go with Norwich City. And uh, who do you think will be the champions? Uh, sorry, the, who do you think... Which four teams do you think will make the playoffs? Uh, playoffs, I'm going to go with um, Stoke City. Cardiff City. Um, I'm going Bristol City. Just as Watford score against Middlesbrough, by the way, that's uh, that's put me in a bad mood. Um, yeah, and um, say again, mate. Um, Stoke over. City. Yeah. Um, Cardiff City. Yeah. Bristol City. Okay. And I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna. That's only three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's three. I'm gonna go Swans. I'm gonna go Swansea. Oh, interesting. Cardiff and mm. Swansea in there again. Mm. Uh, so my playoff teams are uh, Cardiff City and AFC Bournemouth, and I'm going to go with Forest, recovering from last year after just missing out, and my final team in the playoffs will be um, if. If uh, uh, if Blackburn had signed a couple of players, I would have gone with Blackburn because they really impressed me last year. But because they haven't as of yet gone and really backed the manager, uh, I'm going for Watford as my fourth team in the playoffs. 
And lastly, mate, who do you think will win the Skybet Championship? Well, definitely, because I'm torn between two because I forgot about a team. Um, <laughs> Watford, was it? No, I forgot about uh, Brentford. Oh, sugar, so have I. Um, I'm going to take Forrest out and put Brentford in as my... Uh, uh, don't change your mind. Right, I, I am, I am. I'm going to take Bristol City out and put, and put Brentford in. So take Bristol City out and put Brentford in. And my league winners this season are going to be Norwich City. Brentford and Norwich to win the league. Mm. So I believe that the champions of the championship will be none other than Stoke City. After seeing the new signings. just think uh, something's going to happen at Stoke. I think the quality of squad they've got, it cannot be as bad as it was for that, like last year, for any longer. They're yeah. too good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't see it. So I'm going to go with a bit of a long shot, Stoke City. So uh, just to run through those, so I've gone for a championship Stoke, second Norwich, playoffs Cardiff, Bournemouth, Forest and Watford, relegation, Huddersfield, Rotherham and Coventry. You've gone relegation, Luton, Barnsley, Rotherham, Swansea, Brentford, Cardiff, Stoke in the playoffs, Nottingham Forest to finish second, and Norwich City as champions. Guys, let us know in the in the live chat your predictions for all of those. Uh, Richie says he thinks Rotherham, Barnsley, Wickham to go down. Watford, uh, he's just put Watford, so I don't know if he means second. We did that first, so second, Watford. Forest, Bournemouth, Cardiff, Derby in the playoffs, and Norwich as champions um, okay that's the the old the long term predictions done mate uh, so we're going to do our predictions for the weekend fixtures and then guys if you've got any questions or anything like that drop them in the live chat and we'll answer them then to finish off and we have so we've done our prediction for tonight uh, tomorrow uh, AFC Bournemouth versus Blackburn Rovers um, oh, it's a difficult one, that you know, because um, it's always going to be difficult, isn't it, with um, with sides coming down. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go home. So Bournemouth for you. I've got Blackburn, and Andy's disappeared. So uh, it's down to me to hold the fort while we wait for Andy to come back. Uh, guys, we've got loads of great shows coming up on the channel over the next few weeks. Some some real big names. Some great stuff. Starting, we have our cricket series dropping Sunday uh, with myself and West Indian batsman Kieran Powell, as well as uh, Nye Norman, ex Glamorgan player. We also have um, Monday, ex Manchester United and Newcastle winger Keith Gillespie joining myself and Andy on, the, on Monday, which I cannot wait for. That's going to be phenomenal. Uh, and then Wednesday, we have the Danny Batten show with the, the Welsh Khabib. Ben Ellis, the guest, uh, he's been got a really big uh, reputation building. He has, so he's going to be a great guest. We've got a conspiracy theory show dropping, which is uh, looking part one and looking at the death of Princess Diana, which is uh, interesting to record, shall we say? Plus, uh, we've got some other shows and guests coming. I'll also be speaking to ex England international. Rampakash. And I can hear you, mate. Oh, you've gone again now. What's going on with you? Coming in on your phone then to finish, mate. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, so guys, if you've got any questions, drop them in the chat. Let's keep it going until uh, Andy comes back. He'll be back in a second. Uh, who do you guys think will win out of Bournemouth and Blackburn Rovers? And I'll tell you what, if someone can guess the scorer, uh, the, the first goal scorer and the score in the Cardiff City versus Sheffield Wednesday game, then I will give you a prize. Uh, so get your predictions in for that. The predictions have got to be in by the end of the show tonight, though, which will be like about 10 minutes. But So only those people watching live will qualify for this competition. First goal scorer and correct score for Cardiff City versus Sheffield Wednesday. Go, go, go! Uh, what else have we got coming up on the show? We've got some great guests coming. Some I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but uh, some internationals, ex-Cardiff players, Wales internationals and all sorts. Got some big cricketers, actors, got a couple of bands coming on. Loads of people coming on. I'm also doing, uh, hoping to do a Premier League uh, kind of preview show, even though the season starts on the weekend. I'm doing a preview show with a, an ex-England international, hopefully, next week, uh, which I will do live. Um, I'm waiting for him. He's getting back to me on Monday. Um, he hey, hasn't been on the show before, but um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that he's able to find the time and we're, me and him will be talking about the Premier League uh, season next week, live, hopefully. Uh, but he's going to get back to me on Monday. But I'm not going to name him because I don't want to curse it. But it's not difficult to work out. Uh, sorry, so we got you back, mate. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, someone weird. just keeps on ringing me, so I've just left him on. He's, he's he's currently just talking to himself on my phone, which who is it? Uh, just someone on Messenger. If you're watching and he's done it on purpose, don't be doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, done about forty times. Rang me forty times. Madness. You can tell, um, not, a not a happy face. Not a happy face, man. Not a happy face. So um, I just said in the, in the meantime, I said, uh, if someone can guess the first goal scorer and the correct score for the Cardiff Sheffield Wednesday game, I will give away a prize. Uh, but it's only open to live live uh, viewers. So it, it closes at the end of this. And then whoever's put their predictions in the live chat, they will qualify for the competition and uh, they will get their prize. And, I've, and also, sorry, I got, I got, uh, I got donated a, um, a goalkeeping shirt from uh, Stankovic, who is Middlesbrough's, um, is he Middlesbrough's number two, Middlesbrough's number three wow. now. It's his goalkeeping shirt from last season's, um, with his name on the back. So um, next week, um, please join us. We will give it away somehow. Me and I'll think of this week how we can. Um, think of a way to uh, incorporate it in next week's championship show with him being a, um, a championship goalkeeper. So uh, make sure you join us and tag people, share what we're going to try and do, but it will be given away next week live. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to start doing this more and more, is uh, giving away prizes and stuff um, and whatnot. So uh, Gaz in the live YouTube chat says, Kiefer Moore, Cardiff 3-1. So... Uh, here we go. That'll be the first one up. First entrant. Uh, so a few people left then when you disappeared. Obviously, I couldn't hold their, hold their thing. I just promoted some shows and stuff. Said about Keith, uh, Keith Gillespie on Monday. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Uh, so you went with Bournemouth over Blackburn? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they've got a strong squad still. They've got a new manager. Interesting game. Indeed. Uh, and i gone Blackburn Rovers for that one. Uh, next up, we had Barnsley versus Luton. Oh, get that game out early, eh? Um, which is disappointing for body both of them because both of them hit hit a game last season, which uh, which 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 helped them. I think because we both got a draw. Um, yeah. 
I'm going to go Luton Town. Um, I just think that Orquell's a, a hostile place to go sometimes to play, but won't be tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go with Luton. I think they'll be uh, absolutely buzzing today. James Collins is a, is, a, is a player that I'm surprised they kept hold of, by the way. Yeah, very. But mm. do you know what, mate? Luton finished after pre uh, post-lockdown was superb, mate. Superb. Mm. And uh, I think, because it's so close together, I think those teams who finished the seasons on form are going to do well. So I've gone Luton as well there. Um, and we'll get to the, the next game. So I'll tell you what, while we wait uh, for Andy to come back, uh, I'll go through my predictions as we go. Hold it, hold this, hold this show together. Uh, next up is Birmingham City versus Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go with Brentford there. I think they'll have too much for Birmingham, even though uh, Birmingham have been quite impressive. Um, so I'll go with Brentford there. Are you right, mate? Uh, yes. Birmingham City versus Brentford, buddy. Um, oh, Brent, I'll go Brentford, even though I think Bristol City will be strong this. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'll go Brentford. I'll go Brentford. Yeah, block them on WhatsApp, Nick, is probably the answer. And I'm going to have to hang up and then, man. I'm going to have to hang up and then do it. And then I'm going to, yeah, I'll try and do it while I'm on, while I'm on the phone here. Oh. Um, next up, we've got Bristol City versus Coventry City. So I'm going to go with a draw for that one because I think uh, that's going to be a close one. I think Coventry will be bang up for it. So uh, I've gone for a draw with that one. Um, the next one is Cardiff City versus Sheffield Wednesday. And I will go with the mighty Bluebirds. Despite my worries about their, their sign-ins, I shall go with Cardiff home. They finished the season pretty well. I actually enjoyed watching Cardiff at the end of the season which uh, hasn't always been the case over the last couple of years. I really did enjoy them. I'm like symmetrical through the line. I really did enjoy watching them play. Um, so I'm going to go with Cardiff there. Uh, then we've got Derby County versus Reading. I think after the way I spoke about uh, Derby earlier, I think we'll definitely go with a Derby County win there. Wayne Rooney to score a couple. Maybe even clean sheet for him as well. Richie Thomas, Coventry City 1-0 versus uh, Coventry City 1-0 versus Bristol. I think he's just anti-Bristol, mate. Which is understandable, I suppose. Um, then we've got Huddersfield Town versus Norwich City. I'm going to go with a, ooh, a Norwich City win there, especially after I just said Norwich are going to finish second and Huddersfield are going to go down. Um, Richie, why haven't you entered the competition, mate? You're running out of time. Don't enter by the end of the show, which finishes very shortly when Andy's head doesn't explode. Um, so I've just done some of my predictions just to keep the... Keep the Born up and now. But I'll go back to yours. Uh, so you did Brentford to beat uh, Birmingham City. Next yes. up, you have Bristol versus Coventry, mate. Um, I'll go Bristol. I think Bristol City have signed some decent players. Um, and Coventry just come up. I think uh, Bristol always seem to start pretty strong, apart from okay. when Lee Johnson's in charge. Okay. Um, I've gone with a draw for that one, mate. And then Cardiff is Chef Wednesday. I went for Cardiff City. Yeah, I think I think Cardiff finished strong, finished the season strong. Chef Wednesday, this, it's a bit unknown, isn't it, for them with, with minus 12. And uh, I think it'll get a little bit worse on Saturday night. So I'm going Cardiff City. Okay. Um, yeah, I've gone with Cardiff. I just think they'll have too much, hopefully. And I think... Uh, they'll be, you know, they've finished after lockdown very well. So I'm hoping they'll take that into that game. 
Derby County versus Reading. I went with Derby County. Yeah, I'm going to go Derby. I think uh, I think the Wayne Rooney factor uh, and Koku, he got them playing some decent football towards the end of the season. And uh, yes, they've lost some decent footballers, but I still believe they'll uh, they'll have too much for Reading. Okay, and then we've got Huddersfield Town versus Norwich. I've gone with uh, my predicted second team, Norwich. Yeah, I'll go Norwich. As, as I've, I've thought, I think they'll they'll um, they'll have a really successful season. They've brought in some good good players, defensive and offensive. So yeah, I can't see past them. And and Huddersfield are unknown side because they've got a young manager who's been assistant manager at Leeds. So he's going to be a he's going to be an interesting uh, appointment this season as well. Yeah, I'm still seething about the treatment of the the Cowley brothers. I got to say, um, really got to me that good. I was disgusted yeah. by it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Millwall versus Stoke. I went for a draw. I'm going to go Stoke. I think Stoke. I think Millwall. Um, Jed Wallace is. It's it's like a, a new signing, keeping him in the uh, the football club. But uh, I think uh, they overachieved last year in in on the whole. I think under Gary Rowett and uh, and I think Stoke City have, um, have bought in some really good footballers defensively and going forward again and and wide in midfield as well with John Obi McKell etc. So I'm going to go Stoke City. Yeah, so initially I went for a, a draw, but I'm actually changing to Stoke because I didn't know about John Obi McKell, and I'm a real big fan of uh, of him. I think he's an excellent footballer. Yeah, and I'm very surprised that he's gone to the championship. Well, last time he played in the championship, so I played for Middlesbrough, um, and he was excellent. He ran games. It was it was like a walk in the park for him. So, and and I think it's going to be like that again. And then we've got Preston North End versus Swansea City. You'll have no surprise that my prediction is Preston North End. Um, I'm going to go draw. I haven't got. I'm going to draw. Um, I'm, I'm still. I'm still unsure on Preston North End. We the upset. The upset. Every one of our predictions last year. So um, I think uh, they've still got some of the good good lads going forward, scoring goals. So I think think they might cause a few problems for Swansea. Um, and Swansea have brought in a couple of. Um, new players as well, so yeah, I'll go a draw. I'll go a draw. Draw, okay. Um, so just to say, uh, people in the chat, um, we are going to run a competition whereby, uh, just as uh, as a sorry for some of the technical issues we've had just towards the end of the show, if mm. you can guess the, and it's only open to live viewers, so it's got to be in by the end of the show. If you can guess the first goal scorer and the correct score in the Cardiff City game, we will give you a prize. Um, okay. Queen's Park Rangers versus Nottingham Forest. I've gone with Forest. Yeah, I'm going to go away, Win. I just think uh, Eze is obviously been sold to um, Crystal Palace, um, so he's obviously going to be a big miss. Jordan Hugel's obviously gone to, to Norwich, so they've lost That's a lot of attacking. Yeah, I know. It's, it's such a shame as well, low side, because they've, they did really well last year in comparison to seasons before, and, and they've lost two really good attacking players, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough season for them now, I think. Yeah, and I fancy Forrest to do quite well this year if they can psychologically get past what happened on the last day. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we have Wickham Wanderers versus Rotherham United. I've gone for Gareth Ainsworth, Barmy Army. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Wickham as well. I think uh, I think it's. Uh, I've already said I think Rotherham will go down. Um, they haven't invested as much uh, and brought in as many players as as Wickham have. Um, Wickham have have had. A lot more competitive games since the last time Rotherham have played. Because obviously Rotherham got automatic promotion, so I think it'll uh, it could be a really good start for Wickham Wanderers. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think both teams will be high in confidence, mind. But I think yeah, yeah. Uh, Wickham, having played the playoff most recently, I think yeah. you'd think will have a nice bit of confidence going into it. So. Yeah, I agree. And they got a, they play some nice stuff, so I think. Mm. Um, uh, okay, to finish off, we're gonna a couple of questions and stuff, so we'll go through those. See, you know, a bit longer than what we planned, but obviously with the issues that we had, we want to make up for them because we don't like to have them. But no. unfortunately, we're in the hands of technology as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaz Cubbins says the Cowley brothers sacking discuss with about sixteen smiley faces. I'll let you go first, mate. Um, it doesn't sit right with me, Sign. It didn't sit right with me when it happened. Um, I think a deal was already um, in place for this new manager to come in from Leeds United um, because second somebody after after a game, they beat West Bromwich Albion, if, I, if I'm not correct, um, to stay safe. And then, all of a, and then they got sacked the next day. It just doesn't sit right with me. They, they were down. When they took over, they were relegated. And if it wasn't for those two brothers, they would have been in a right mess, that football club. So they've, um, they've done themselves a bit of credit. Um, hopefully they're not out of work too long. I know somebody's obviously got to lose a job for them to get a job, but cream always rises, I've been told, and uh, and they'll be in a job very shortly, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm in the same boat as you, mate. It didn't sit right with me at all. And uh, I was actually, I think I had a bit of a rant at the time, but it disgusted me, mate. I was really, really disappointed with uh, Huddersfield, not just for sacking them. I felt, right, if you want to part ways with them, do it the right way, do it at the end of the season. Yeah, mutual cons- consent. There you go, because there was obviously some sort of disagreement, and I would imagine it was over transfer budget. Would be yeah. my guess. Well, I, I don't think I, with a couple of games to go, now you're safe. Left a real bad taste in my mouth, particularly because you were safe because of the brothers, uh, Cowley brothers. Yeah, and thing is, also, and this is and this is something that 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 we all really sometimes we want a bit of transparency on. We want. We wanted to know the real reason behind it because have they have they had a fallout with the chairman? Have they done something they shouldn't have? You know, I mean, it's not it's not based purely on football because they got them out of the trouble they were in. If they expected them to go in the playoffs after where they were, then they're deluded. The owners and and the football club is just deluded because they they, they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, I just it frustrates me, mate. I got to say. Um... I don't know what else to say without swearing. Look, they, he, they shouldn't have been sacked. They should have left at the end of the season. That's it. Mm, yeah. There was no need for it to be the way it was. Uh, so Richie's entered the, to- uh, the competition. He says, keep a more after 10 minutes. Cardiff winning 3-0. So we've had a couple of entries. So I appreciate that, guys. Again, if you're in the live chat and you're watching, if you'd like to enter the competition, it's Cardiff, first goal scoring, correct score. And then I'll give out a prize, just as a, a makeup for... The, some of the technical issues we've had towards the end of the season, uh, end of the show. Um, oh, there's another question. Who would you like to see Cardiff? Who would you like to sign for Cardiff? Um, and probably now I'd like to see a winger being brought in or somebody uh, to take the pressure off Lee Tomlin. It, it also depends, Si, on what formation the manager's playing. I'm a, I want to see two centre-forwards playing football. So, you know what I mean? For me, I wouldn't want to see anybody signing if he played um, Kiefer Moore and um, Grassel up front. That would be like a new signing because I'd like to see more people in the box. I'd like to see more goals, more attacking football. I just, I just can't see the manager changing his philosophy uh, and his well, gameplay. Someone, someone said uh, Ryan uh, earlier on in the show when we were talking about Cardiff said they play three-five-two a lot, and um, so you might see the two of them play together. Gaz says Jared Bowen on loan. 
take that all day long. Yeah, I just can't. I just, I just can't. I just can't see it happening. Though I just can't see. No, I just can't see it. They need pace, mate, and they need someone creative to take the pressure off Lee Tomlin. It's clear Lee Tomlin can't play forty games a season. Yeah. So they need that bit of creative spark. Right. Um, We're well into Fergie time, which I know is uh, not just because we've talked over, but um, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as usual. And, of course, the uh, Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. We uh, appreciate their support and help always. Uh, Monday, 7.30, check out the Andy Campbell Football Show with a special guest, ex-Northern Ireland International, Newcastle and Manchester United winger Keith Gillespie. What a player and what a story. So it's going to be scintillating, fascinating, exciting discussion. And I cannot wait, mate. Your sound's gone, buddy. There we go. Uh, he's got an amazing story. He's a great player. Um, he's had, obviously, some um, high-profile uh, problems in his life. Um, but give him a football. He was an absolute genius. You know, people compare him to George Best. Um, and rightly so, by the way, because I think uh, what he could do with the ball when he was younger, coming through at United, Newcastle. Um, and I really can't wait to talk um, talk football and life with him, really. Yeah, one of the questions I'm going to ask him actually is, like, he was quite hard, but done by because at, during his era, United, they had the likes of Sharp, Giggs, Kinchelskis, mm. you know, him, um, yeah. Mo, Phil, Phil Mulrain. There was like so many quality wingers who were legitimately on their day were world class that mm. it was very difficult for him to break through. And no, I've seen his. Uh, I've seen his youth. Come through a couple of years later or earlier, yeah. he would have played yeah. know, a lot of games. For Man I've seen his youth, his youth team squad list, and it's mate. just outrageous. It's outrageous. Just you know what I mean? It's just how can you how can you not succeed when you're playing with those kind of footballers? Yeah. It's just madness. Yeah, got. Um, I put up a schedule as well for the channel uh, earlier on on the Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, let's just say there's a special couple of weeks for guests and shows some great stuff coming up thank you to everyone who has tuned in throughout the show thank you to everyone who's watched afterwards as usual and thank you to everyone who's downloaded and uh, I like we appreciate you all uh, technical issues will be sorted for next week uh, nothing we can do about them sadly but uh, until then we bid you farewell we will be live again Monday uh, new show drops Sunday which is our cricket series until then Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what you want. You're the one I trust.
Podcast Network.